Hi, this is Sam Chan, and welcome to the Sam Chan Leadership Podcast. It is my honor to serve you, help you achieve your dreams. Let's do this together. Number one, number one for today. Look at everyone you meet today as God's appointment in your life. Look at everyone you meet today as God's appointment in your life. You never know. You never know how people are coming into your life and making a difference for you. I can tell you this. Everywhere I go, every platform I'm standing on, I did not get there. I did not get there. Somebody else was big in my life who made that introduction for me, who invited me, who connected me to somebody else. So know this, in your life, you will get wherever you're going to get, not because of you. I don't care how uh, how visionary you are, doesn't matter how gifted you are, does not matter uh, what kind of budget you have, you will only get to somewhere in life because somebody else got you there. So how do you get to that somebody else? These people are not uh, like on, on your social media and stuff like that. You will meet somebody today who will make a difference for you. I have met people in restaurants that I did not know and walked away with the amazing contacts with them. I have, I've had people that just sent me a, a LinkedIn message and I responded back to me. And next thing you know, I'm there. Everything has to be from a person. So you're going to meet people today that, don't think about what they can do for you, but think about what you can do for them and think of everyone you're going to meet today as a God appointment in your life. God appointment in your life. A little while ago, I heard uh, Ryan talk about Pastor Maury Davis, amazing leader out of uh, out of Nashville, helping churches worldwide move to the next level. How did I meet him? I was doing a round table in Griffin, Georgia, for Dr. Randy Valamont. And I'd never met Pastor Maury Davis before. He happened to be there. I did not know him, but Dr. Randy Valamont, the pastor of First Assembly in Griffin, knew him. So they, he was his invitee. Next thing you know, God connected us, and now we're doing life together. Why is that? How did that happen? Because everybody you're going to meet today, you need to see them as a God appointment in your life. You never know what one relationship can do for you for the rest of your life. Number two, number two, never do anything well. Never do anything well. Do everything with excellence. There's a small gap. There's a small gap between doing it well and excellence, but that small gap can set you apart from everybody else that you're going to meet. So people talk about excellence, but very few really deliver excellence. So what is excellence? Excellence is you speak into somebody's life and they say, man, where were you 10 years ago? I needed you then and I need you now. Excellence is when you uh, deliver the goods that people are looking for. Excellence is your attitude. Excellence is asking for little and giving much. Excellence is not focusing on the money, but focusing on what you deliver. That's an important one. 
because people do not make decisions based on money. They make decisions based on value. Imagine for a moment you had cancer. Imagine for a moment you had cancer and you had a choice of two surgeons. One does it well, one does it excellently. The one who does well charges you $50,000. The one who's doing it ex excellently is going to charge you $100,000. You got cancer. Which surgeon are you going to choose? Are you going to choose the cheaper one or the excellent one? Because, see, excellence demands higher pay. So if you're in business, if you're a church leader, what people are bringing to the table to you is totally congruent with the excellent value you're bringing to them. So the surgeon who charges $100,000 versus the $50,000 can charge that because of the value they bring to you. Never do anything well. Do it excellently. Number three. Never keep your promises or deliver. Never keep your promises or deliver. Beat deadlines, come under budget, do it to fewer people, do it in such a way that people said, wow, this is more than I expected. This is more than I had paid you for. I need to pay you more. I've actually had people engage me for a consult write me a check for that consult and then said to me, wait a minute, wait a minute and came back with a second check for the same consult at the same time because they knew how much I had helped them. And that is never keep your promises, always over deliver. So the thing that should be going on in your mind is how can I increase this value proposition? How can I help somebody more than what they are expecting. Number four, develop a team in everything you do. Develop a team in everything you do. Years ago, I wrote a book that got very, very popular in many different languages called Who's Holding Your Ladder? It used to be my bestseller, not my second bestseller. My bestseller now is Leadership Pain. It is going crazy, hundreds of thousands all over the world are reading leadership pain. But in, in Who's Holding Your Ladder, I simply said, if the ladder is your vision and you are the visionary, the ladder climber, your ascent up the ladder is not determined by your vision, is not determined by your ladder climbing skills. It is determined by your ladder holder. Who's holding your ladder? You got to build a team. So everybody who has worked with me for the last 30 years knows this. Whenever I have an opportunity, whenever I have a, a decision to make, whenever I have something to do, the first thing that does not go through my mind is how much money. Does not go through my mind, can I do this? Does not go through my mind, do I have the organization, the administrative skills? The first thing that goes through my mind is who do I need to make this happen? Who do I need to make this happen? So every idea that I've had over the last 30 years has not been done by me. It's been done by somebody else. Because my first thought is, who else can do this? Because if I can find somebody who can do this better than me, with lesser time with, than me, with higher competency than me, then I need them on my team. 
Now, for different times in your life, you need different team members. So just because I have this team member does not mean that they're going to do this as well. I have different team members. The bottom line is never do it alone when you can do it with others. Nelson Mandela, I was in an airport in Johannesburg uh, a few years ago, and I saw this on the wall, uh, a saying from Nelson Mandela. I hope I can say it right because I don't have that right in front of me. Nelson Mandela said, if you want to go fast, travel alone. If you want to go far, travel with others. Let me say it again. If you want to go fast, travel alone. If you want to go farther, you need to travel with others. So who's on your team? Is the first thought recruiting the team? Who do I need on my team? Develop a team in everything you do. Number five, hang with passionate people. Hang with passionate people. Here's what I have to remind myself. Other people influence me. Other people influence me. In fact, I was having that conversation with my wife just a few minutes ago. One of the great blessings in my life, one of the great advantages that I have in my life is the kind of people I get to talk to every day. I'm talking to all of you right now, great leaders, hundreds all over the world. I'm talking to Ryan Frank, amazing, just the best in the country at what he does. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to uh, leaders personally every day, every day, every day. Uh, just this morning, I've had the opportunity to talk to three mega leaders leading thousands upon thousands of people in different parts of the world. Now, they affect me. So if I'm around dispassionate people, I become dispassionate. If I'm around passionate people, I become passionate. It's all about the people you're hanging with. So if you're around downers, you'll be down. If you're around uppers, you'll be up. If you're around positive people, you'll be positive. If you're around can't-do people, you're around can't-do people. But if you're around, I can do this, I can make this happen. I know this is just a deferment, not a denial. It's just a detour. I'll get there. You're around the people who say, you can do this. You're doing great. Let's make this happen. I'm with you on your team. Then all of a sudden, you are in a different space. So who are the people you're around now? I also know this, that in leadership, we don't always get a choice as to who we are with. And that is where you spend time with some, you invest time with some. You spend time with a few, we invest time with a few. Hang around passionate people. Before I go to number six, before I go to number six, I want to say to you that you have a passion in your life. And the higher you go, you have more opportunities to be passionate about different things. You can't be equally passionate about everything. You've got to come to a place where you realize what is your sweet spot. Uh, I, I hate to keep using Ryan for an example, but I've had this conversation with Ryan Frank before. So he had all these opportunities. I know he's listening in on the other side of this. So he's got all these opportunities. He said no to this, no to this, no to this. And he has said yes to 
his sweet spot, what he's passionate about, and that is children. And then he helps leaders who lead children. What are you most passionate about? Not just passionate about, but most passionate about. Number six. Now, this is a difficult one for me to admit. I'm so glad my wife is not listening in on this. So here we go. Number six. You're not always right. You're not always right. I'm not always right. The most important thing you will change is your mind. I've had to change my mind about a lot of things because I used to be a whole lot more dogmatic. I used to know a whole lot. Then I realized what I know gets in the way of what I need to know. Then I realized that my previous successes are driving me into mediocre, mediocrity and mediocre results. I have to realize I'm not always right. Other people can be right. And once I realize that, then I can lead other leaders to think that way as well. Because most leaders come to you with their minds made up because they have been in this groove for so long, for so long, thinking they're right about all of that all the time. Change your mind. You're not always right. I'm not always right. Somebody else is smarter. Somebody else has got a better idea. Somebody else can help us in a greater way. Number seven, work hard. Don't be lazy. Work hard. Don't be lazy. I hate to say this, but I see a lot of lazy leaders. Just lazy. Have a hard time getting up. Not self-motivated. Don't have initiative. Just lazy. If you're allergic to hard work, do something else. Don't be a leader. Get a job in which you don't have to think. You just show up, do what you're told. You clock in, you clock out. You don't have to be responsible for anyone else. You work with projects. You don't work with people. Yeah. Lazy people who want to be leaders are going to surround themselves with lazy people too. You cannot be lazy. You know what laziness is? You know what you need to do. You just don't do it. You make excuses for it. You find reasons for it. You blame others for it. You have a victim mentality. You just lazy. Stop being lazy. Leadership is hard work. It's hard work. You cannot get a conference out of the ground without hard work. Le leadership is going to require all you got and then some more. You know, people used to say to me, uh, are you tired? My answer is no, I never get tired. You know something? I have not been tired for years. I don't get tired anymore. I just stay tired. Winston Churchill said this. He said, the world is run by tired people. Tired people. Yep. Work hard. Number eight. I got eight, nine, and ten. Number eight. Conquer procrastination. Conquer procrastination. The big, biggest nation in the world is Procrat. Procrat nation. Procrastination. Don't be part of that nation. Don't be a citizen of that nation. Procrastination. So I'll tell you how I conquer procrastination. Because all of us are procrastinators. So the most important thing that happens in my life is I live by a principle called Ohio. O-H-I-O, Ohio. 
Ohio stands for only handle it once. Ohio stands for only handle it once. Only handle it once. Only handle it once. Ohio. So when I get an email, I respond to it. Now, if it's a long email, I will say, thanks for the email. Got it. We'll respond. But I will respond to it. Before I go to bed every night, my to-do to as far as responding to people, via text message, WhatsApp, email, whatever it is, it's all done. Why? Because I want to wake up fresh in the morning, looking at today and tomorrow rather than dealing with yesterday. And finally, let me give you the last one. Understand there's a price to pay if you are playing to win. There's a price to pay if you're playing to win. Everybody thinks they're playing to win, but not everyone's playing to win. Everybody who says I'm in the game is not playing to win because their actions, their inactions, their attitude, their proclivities, everything tells me they're not playing to win because they don't want to pay the price. What's the price? You got to read. You got to study. You've got to join the Sam Chan Leadership Institute. You've got to pay somebody as a coach to help you. You've got to attend conferences. You've got to have a budget for self-improvement. And it's just not money. It is your time. It is your attention. It is your focus. So everybody's playing, but not everyone's playing to win. Paying to win, you'll have to pay a price. <laughs>